inspired living and inspired selling can transform your lives let us find out how from chitra singh in today's episode this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe through the guiding voice we help successful leaders share their knowledge and wisdom with the world and our audience will acquire more knowledge for every minute by tuning into the guiding voice than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me we are pleased to have chitra part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe chitra heard a lot about you and i'm super excited to have you part of tgv's journey and hearty welcome to the guiding voice i'm really really looking forward to the conversation me too navin thank you so much for inviting me all right so pleasure to have you please share your career journey and top 3 things that have helped you so far in your professional life so my career journey has been long and really eventful i've had a career spanning nearly 30 years in banking sales i started my journey with uh, johnson and johnson that was before my MD- mba and i worked as a medical rep and learned all my sales and life lessons i would say there it was very tough very difficult but there were many many learnings which have remained with me throughout my life during that stint when i was walking through mumbai rains and trying to sell the products of johnson and johnson after that i went on to do my mba from narsimhunji which is mumbai university and then went on to join banking and there started my lifelong journey in banking sales which has also been my first love and continues to remain my love which is banking sales it has also inspired me to start my community which is sales women training which is to inspire women to succeed at selling so in short i would say that my stint with banking has led me to my passion uh, project and my purpose which is sales women training which i am running today and as i already said the purpose of the community is to enable women to sell with confidence and lead with conviction simply amazing chitra i am very curious since long time why there are very few women in sales do you know the reason yes over the last 30 years i've also seen really very few women and most mostly i have been the only woman in the room and always the only woman sales leader in the room the reasons are many it's um, gender biases stereotypes perceptions regarding selling that it is male dominated and it requires extensive traveling there is pressure of targets it requires after office so called entertaining and socializing uh, with clients and that a woman um, will not be able to balance her home and work life as well as the responsibilities if she chooses a career as challenging and tough as uh, say there are pressures and targets in every role which you are aware of you are from the it industry and there is no role or no function without targets for example even an hr manager has a, who is in a talent acquisition role has a target of hiring say 100 200 employees in the next few months similarly for an it project lead they have to manage their project within the deadlines and the budgets and they are responsible for the delivery of the project what i'm trying to say is that there is no role or no function which does not have its own pressures and targets and deadlines and sales is the same unfortunately with these biases and myths which are surrounding sales and sometimes women's own internal barriers and biases which prevent them from choosing non conformist or non traditional uh, roles and non traditional functions like selling instead they compromise or they choose accommodation over ambition and safer functions or roles maybe say branding marketing maybe even say it which is which they consider coding to be a back office job but you and i know 
that the minute you get into IT, you will have to travel. You will probably see the world. Yeah. Really with sales. So the risks and challenges are common, but somehow the perceptions and myths and sometimes women's own own um, discomfort in choosing a non-traditional role prevents men, women from entering sales. And you see at entry level, there will be 35-40% women. But mm-hmm. as, as you go higher up the ladder, the number of dropouts is higher. Attrition is higher. And women uh, at top leadership levels in sales are hardly less than 10%. Great insights, yeah. I think uh, gender bias, perceptions, myth, and most importantly, this after after office might be tough because as we grow older in life, like as uh, as and when life incidents happen with regard to marriage, kids, and all, it will be difficult for women. I, that that, that uh, I think uh, that makes sense. And uh, moving to the next question, Chitra. So you have now started this sales women training and uh, you are coaching so many women sales leaders and all to be successful in their career and all. So how has been your entrepreneurial journey and what are some toughest lessons that you have learned in this uh, path? Yes, the journey has been really, uh, really fulfilling. I would say, but not without its challenges. You rightly said that an entrepreneurial journey is full of challenges, but it is also full of a lot of a lot of happiness and a lot of joy because you're contributing and you're using your skills to make a difference in the world. Some of the things which I've had to do was completely unlearning the past because when you're part of a corporate setup, you have a team, you have a sales team, you have marketing, you have facilities management, you have admin, and there is this whole team and organization working towards uh, your organizational goals. Here you are alone. And at many times you have to actually think on your feet and you have to get your hands dirty and do everything. I'll give you a small example. I did not know how to make Insta Reel. Now, millennials might find it very funny that it's such a simple thing. But for me, it was a huge learning process. And today I can confidently say that, yes, I can make an Insta Reel. Or even if you're organizing an event, in an organization, you have this huge team to help you. But here you have to start from scratch, right? From the menu to the seating, to the tables, to the invites, to the RSVPs. You're in charge of everything. So you need to get your hands dirty, unlearn everything from the past and start uh, learning new things. And the second thing is that you think you've got a great product or you have a great service and you don't need to go out there and sell. People will automatically come to you. It's India's first and only community and I'm doing so much of good, but it doesn't happen like that. So you need to make sure that you promote your brand. You need to make sure that you go out there and speak about it. And despite being in sales, that is a tough journey, getting people to believe and convince them about your product in the same way as you as you believe in it. So I would say these two are big learnings. One is, of course, uh, getting your hands dirty and doing everything yourself. The second is, of course, getting people to believe in the product the same way uh, that you do. And there are also challenges in terms of the brand voice or the message. It has to be consistent across channels and consistent across across stakeholders. As you are growing, as your company grows, to maintain the consistency and authenticity of your brand voice and message also becomes challenging. You need to make sure that all stakeholders and the entire ecosystem is communicating the same message with the same authenticity and consistency. That also becomes a challenge to retain your essence and authenticity of your brand as you grow. I'm I'm loving this conversation. And uh, now let's jump to the core of today's topic. Please share with our audience how this inspired living and inspired selling can transform our lives. Right. So this is my favorite topic and I know that we are here to discuss it and I'm glad that um, I'm getting an opportunity to talk about this because not many people associate selling with 
uh, being expired. So I want to start with, um, I think that there are two kinds of people in this world. One I call aspirers and the second I call inspirers. And I will tell you more about both of them. Aspirers are the ones who are always trying to do something, always in the trying mode. They are trying to do something. They are trying to be something. They are always on the journey to becoming something, but never quite there. But the inspirers are the one who, ones who, are, who wake up with a sense of purpose, who wake up with a sense of uh, action in the morning, and they are driven towards doing things to meet their goals. So they don't need an external motivation or a trigger or a stimulus or a boss yelling and screaming at them that they have to do their targets. Motivation is external, right? We all know that. It's an external trigger, whereas inspiration is from within. So I strongly believe that unless you are lit from within, unless you have the drive and the ability to make a difference to the world from within yourself, you are not inspired to change the world. And unless you are an inspired person, you can't be an inspired seller. And unless you're an inspired seller, you cannot inspire the customer to buy because the job of a salesperson is not to push the customer to buy, but to collaboratively influence the customer to buy and to inspire the customer to understand that they will be able to change their lives by using the product or service and that they will see a new reality once they experience that product or service. That is why it's an inspired person lives an inspired life and ultimately sells in an inspired manner because uh, being inspired means doing things and saying things which is in alignment with your highest values. And I believe that the highest value of a salesperson is the willingness to serve. They believe that, or I believe that we are here to serve others, to help others and to impact their lives positively. And when you are living a life and working in with your work and your life are in congruence with your highest values, then I believe you become an inspired person and an inspired seller. Quite motivating. I'm inspired now. <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> Can you share some tips for selling more? Because many a times, I'll tell you certain scenarios. In some cases, people don't get salary, but they just rely on the incentives. And even in other cases, the salary part is very low, whereas incentives are high. But when it comes to the products, there are so very different products in the market. And how can somebody sell more? So like everything in life, nothing comes easy. So it's not like there are quick and easy tips. But one word which I want everybody to remember uh, is value. That is, if you focus on providing value and every single conversation or interaction of yours has to focus on showcasing and demonstrating the unique value which your product provides, which means first you have to define and articulate that value, which is unique from competition, which you every single interaction or every single conversation with the customer has showcased and demonstrated that value in order to influence the customer to buy your product. The second, again, pointer, which I would li like to give to people is again, value, make the customer feel valued, make the customer at the center of your sales process. Often we are so focused on pushing the product or talking about the features of the product that we remove the focus from the customer. Now think of, say you're walking into a car showroom. And the salesperson is busy with other customers and not even looking at you or acknowledging you or uh, smiling at you. How would you feel? You don't feel important. You don't feel valued. So make the customer your priority if you want to be his or her priority. Make the customer feel valued if you want them to value you and your product or service. So both the things which I said have to do with value. That is, first of all, be able to demonstrate and communicate the value which your product will uh, add to the customer's life, how it will change their lives. and B, 
is place the customer at the center of your process and make him or her feel important and valued because that is the deepest need of any human being, right? To be heard, to be valued, to be important and to be understood. And once you listen to them, make them feel valued, I'm sure that you will be able to convince them to buy your product or service. What's in the product and what it means to you and putting the customer in the center. Center, yes. Fantastic. Now let's flip the question and uh, and, uh, talk about common mistakes that people make during selling. Right. So uh, it is pretty obvious that from the previous question, you've already got some of the answers. Very often people view the sales process as closing the deal, making the sale, but it is the start of a relationship. So we must not view it as a transaction and a one-off. Rather, we must view it as the start of uh, a relationship and give it the value it deserves. The second is that People view sales as just a job or a profession, as a way to make money, whereas it is not. In my view, sales is an opportunity to change the world one customer at a time. We've got this unique opportunity to change their lives and to make a positive contribution and impact and uh, feel significant in the process. Everybody wants to feel significant, right? And through service, we can get significance. And that is why if you have this ability to serve and the willingness to serve, I believe you can uh, can, uh, do well. But a lot of people view, view the sales process as a transaction rather than a relationship. And the third mistake I feel people make, or I have seen a lot of people make, is focusing on the goals or the targets or the output, rather than on the activities leading to the output. This is a practical tip I'm giving, that if you, for example, need to close um, four deals in a month, and your conversion rate for your demos is 30%. You obviously know that you have to do 12 uh, demos in a month. So break down your overall target into smaller bits and activities, which you can do every single day or every single week, which would help you to reach towards your goal. So if you know you have to do 12 demos a month, you know that you have to do three every week and you have to work backwards and ensure that you, you talk to enough customers and make enough calls and send proposals to get those many number of demos. So rather than focusing just on the outcome, and saying, okay, I need to close, I need to close this, et cetera, et cetera. You go backwards and make sure that all the activities leading towards your goal, you're doing efficiently and effectively in order to uh, reach your goal. Another example I can give here is a lot of salespeople, in fact, salespeople spend only 33% of their time selling. The rest of the time they spend on internal meetings, reviews, follow-ups, traveling. So if you simply schedule your travel, your journey cycle plan in such a manner that you are doing three, four calls in the same vicinity, you can save 20, 30% of your time. So focus rather than on the outcome, focus on the activities which lead to the outcome. This is the last tip I would, and last mistake, which I want to say they should avoid. Yeah. Simply fabulous. I I loved every bit of it. Uh, You have to focus on the activities rather than the outcome. And at the same time, be efficient and operate uh, effectively. Wonderful. Right. And this goes hand in hand with uh, some of the lean principles because I came across value, efficiency, being customer centric and also effectiveness. So these are all core of lean principles, which we implement Absolutely. at the workplace. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So Chitra, now uh, can you share about uh, sales mentoring? Why did you start this particular initiative and who can benefit, who are benefiting from it and who can join right. the community? Great. So uh, thank you for asking me this question. And I finally get to talk about my uh, passion project, as I told you. I've always loved selling. And that is what I wish for every single woman. As you know, there are not many women in sales. 
and even those entrepreneurs say students and uh, others are not very confident about selling and not very confident about negotiating for what they deserve at work and in life because as a gender and not to uh, you know cast aspersion uh, aspersions or make a judgment we are taught to be more submissive and accommodating so we are generally not assertive about asking for what we want uh, what we uh, deserve at work and in life so sales women mentoring is a community to inspire women to succeed at selling and to get over their fear of selling to sell with confidence the uh, community is open for all women because i want to encourage encourage and mentor women to succeed at selling not that i have anything against men but more so to encourage women to join the community and ultimately get over their fear of selling and get inspired to sell better and to sell more so whether you're an entrepreneur or a student or a corporate professional in sales or say even in finance or hr you need to negotiate for what you deserve at work and in life even as a homemaker in fact you need to negotiate with your kids to eat more healthy food to have more uh, say carrots so that they get more vitamin e and so on so to learn to negotiate confidently and to succeed and reach your life goals i believe that everybody should have that confidence to take action towards their goals and the purpose of this community is to enable 1 million women to sell with confidence and lead with conviction so folks you'll find the link to the sales women ring details and all the social media handles in the show notes and uh, thank you so much chitra for talking about sales mentoring and uh, your passion is really contagious i could see i could sense it in every word that is coming out and uh, really enjoyed the conversation thoroughly and now let us uh, spice up this episode i am going to open a quick rapid fire round with your consent are you okay with it definitely <laughs> all right so yeah here comes my first bullet what was your childhood fantasy Well, it was actually quite a conventional one, you know, the standard one to be a princess. I used to call myself as Princess Chitrangada, so I wanted to kind of rule the world, princess. <laughs> Interesting. Moving on, do you correct other people's grammar? All the time. My mother was an English teacher, so she was an MA in English, and she used to do that with me, and I do that even today. Uh-huh. and especially with my daughter who is now doing a ba in english and journalism and yet i correct her english uh, did you ever try stand up comedy all the time can't you see that my humorous <laughs> part of all the time i'm imitating and mimicking others i think i should uh, in fact my insta reels if you see they are all spoofs on hindi film songs and how they relate to sales wow mm-hmm. so i love acting mimicking and mm-hmm. that's my pastime a hobby nice very nice all right moving on what was your last impulse buy my birthday dress which is 2 months away but i couldn't resist buying the dress because it's my favorite color yellow i just bought it on impulse do you believe in ghosts yeah the friendly ones <laughs> <laughs> where do you find the friendly ones <laughs> i don't know why i haven't seen them you tell me all right moving on to the last one from the rapid fire what is one electronic gadget that like that you would like to see or invent yourself a time travel machine so that i could go back and forth at will sometimes to the past Maybe at the time of independence, nineteen forty-seven, or maybe into the future too, to see what is the progress humanity has made in the future. It's it's been a long time that I heard about uh, time travel machine. Yeah, thank thanks uh, for bringing that up. And this has been a fabulous rapid fire. And with that, uh, let's flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation. So, what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Mm-hmm. right one piece of advice is to have belief in yourself because self belief is that one thing which spurs you to take action towards your goals 
and the bridge between who you are now and who you can be is confidence self belief leads you to take action and action gives you more confidence to work towards your goals and meet your success goals so ultimately believe in yourself be confident in order to achieve your life goals and work goals thank you thank you that was a wonderful tip believe in yourself and uh, chitra really appreciate you taking time and being part of the show and all the insights are really amazing and they are going to benefit our audience immensely thanks again for being part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe thank you for inviting me navin real pleasure thank you so pleasure to have you chitra now folks before we move into the trivia section of today's episode here is a small request to you in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from also if you have loved this conversation and found it useful please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice thank you so much in advance now let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode folks today's trivia is about sales based on reviews right i don't know how many of you really go through the reviews before buying a product but i do in in most cases and you know as per a report by edelman trust barometer 84% of the b2b decision makers start their purchase with reviews and it is no secret that testimonials are the driving force behind purchasing decisions however very few businesses are using them to their advantage and uh, though most testimonials don't have such personal weight in terms of promotion they do add human elements to the conversation sequence in which uh, people can manage the success they will receive with the product combined with the success that it has given to someone else in fact uh, there are certain organizations which seek this paid reviews from the customers and they publish it to the decision makers and most of the decision makers from the procurement they also rely on various reviews and basis which they make a decision so likewise i am curious to see if you have bought any product for yourself or for your company based on the reviews please let me know you can reach out to me through any of the social media handles or drop us a note at the guiding voice for you at gradegmail.com that's all for today thank you so much for joining me folks i am your host navin a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye